Hey there, if we haven't had the chance to meet, my name's Chris, and I'm one of the pastors of Horizon Church. I want to thank you for joining us today for worship. We're in the middle of a message series called Polarized, Navigating a Divided World. And I, I just want to start off today and confess something to you, that I love picking up pennies. It doesn't matter where I'm going or where I'm walking to my car. If I see a penny, I'm going to stop. It doesn't matter if it's heads or tails. I'm going to pick it up. It could be three o'clock, Publix parking lot. There's puddles everywhere because there's a torrential downpour. I'm going to be swimming through those puddles if I spot a penny. And don't even get me started about a quarter. I would probably pick it up off the dirtiest gas station bathroom floor if it was a quarter. Coronavirus might make me think twice about it right now. I just wouldn't touch my face, right? I would still probably pick it up because I love money. And when we begin to understand some of those things that are dividing our country right now, whether it's the economy, taxes, a stimulus package, healthcare, race relations, so many of these issues are underlined by money. And when we get to the heart of it, those things are underlined by our, our brokenness, our desire for greed, our desire to take care of ourselves rather than to look after other people. And this was something that the people of God have always struggled with. People that have followed Jesus for 2,000 years have not had a great understanding of how to deal with money. Even going back to Israel, God gives Israel this warning in Deuteronomy chapter 8. If you, if you would read it with me, it says in, in verse 7, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water, with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. This, uh, I have to say that this kind of sounds like uh, my wife's Erica's uh, vegan baking uh, grocery list right here, but I've, I'm digressing, so we'll keep going. It's a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It's a land where iron is as common as stone, copper is abundant, in the hills. You got all the food you can need. You got all the resources here to make all the tools to be successful. And when you've eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. But that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I'm giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous, and have built fine homes to live in. And when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Israel was coming out of bondage of slavery in Egypt. And God knew what their temptations would be, knew what would lie ahead for them. God knew that they would, they would forget who they were. God, would, God knew that they would forget who they were, and God would also knew that they would forget what God had done for them. Ephesians 2.10 tells us that you are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece, made new in Christ Jesus to do good works. And so often in our lives, we, we forget that, we forget who we are and what God has done in our life. And we have a heart that begins to be shaped by taking care of only ourselves, and it's filled with greed. But when we become people that, that are generous, I believe Christians can make a difference right now 
and healing the divide if we live lives of generosity and not greed. Because I've seen it happen in Horizon Church right now. When we live a life of generosity, of shining light and igniting change in this world, there can be hope, there can be healing of this divide. And I think there's two main things that we get hung up on when we start thinking about generosity in our own lives. The first is we go into that us versus them mentality. We think we don't have the kind of resources it takes. We don't have the kind of bank account. We don't have the kind of checks. We can't write those big amounts that they could. They can solve some problems if they would just do that. I, I just, I can't do that. We don't think we can make a difference, even with a small gift right now, that we can be people of generosity, even with something small. The second thing I think we get hung up on is maybe one day, Monday, I'll have those kind of resources. I'll kind of have that kind of abundance. I'll live in that land, in that fine house with plenty. And then at that point, I'll start being generous because I'll have all this extra stuff to give away, right? And I think that's a trap. If we don't start practicing generosity when we don't have, have much, there's no way we're gonna ever live a life when we have a lot that we're gonna practice the kind of generosity that God has called us to live. And see, here's the thing. God takes what we have and God multiplies that impact in the world and uses it in ways that we can't even begin to imagine right now. Our world is in need of a revolution of grace. And it's, it's generosity that is able to bring that revolution forth. When we begin to recognize what God has done in our life, God gave the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Nothing that we could merit or do on our own. God gave his own life for us. He was completely generous to us. And we recognize that grace and mercy in our life and share that with the world. We can absolutely change the world. We can make an impact right now, even with such a small gift. I have to remember back in fifth grade of learning this, this tough lesson about pennies. And maybe this is why I collect pennies till this day is uh, our math teacher gave uh, this, uh, this, this assignment. And I was working with the guy sitting next to me, Tony. And we were given the question, would you rather have a million dollars today or would you rather have a penny doubled for the next 30 days? And of course, I'm like, I want the million dollars. I want it right now, right here today. I want that kind of money. That would be amazing. But Tony, I have to admit, Tony was much smarter. He understood the, the principle of compounding, of that penny doubling every day for 30 days. And if you work out the math, it gets you a little over $5 million. I think almost $6 million, actually. Tony would have been much better off with his answer. When we take those pennies, when I take those pennies that I find on the ground and I put them in that jar at home and eventually I take them to the bank, it's always amazing how just a small penny by itself seems insignificant, seems almost worthless. But when we put those pennies together, you know, I might have $20, $30 in a cup. Today, I, I wanna invite you into doing something. This, this really, I think, can be an on-ramp for generosity in your own life. If you have never given to the church, never given to a nonprofit, I want to invite you today to give just a dollar. Give just a dollar. Because just imagine what can happen when we all give one dollar. If we all gave one dollar, God can do something amazing. One dollar right now might seem insignificant and small, but it is that, that giving can change the world, opens us up to being people that can shine light and ignite change in mighty ways that we can't even imagine God's gonna do right now. We can do so much more together.
So if you've never given, please try giving today. There are some simple ways you can give online to Horizon Church. Go to horizontpa.info or you can text any dollar amount, text one dollar to Horizon to, to 84321. Or maybe t- today you're, you're someone that it's already given regularly to some nonprofits. You're already reg- giving regularly to Horizon. But are you given consistently? Are you given consistently? Uh, I know Eric and I found myself in this boat a few years ago. Uh, we would uh, just, you know, write a check every few months to the church. And it would get hard because I would skip a month and I'd have to, to double up or maybe we'd skip two months and all of a sudden I'm writing a check for three months and it hurt and it really hurt. So if you're wanting to give regularly and give consistently, would you consider doing reoccurring giving? I think that pattern will give us the things that God has called us to be, to be faithful and what we have and to be consistent and giving, not just a once-a-time thing, but to be consistent in how we are living a life of faith in this world, because this world needs some hope, needs some healing. And these gifts that you're giving are changing the world. They're making a difference. It's telling a different story. When there's a world full of division, it's telling a story that is revealing a power that is of love, which is so much stronger, so much stronger, and so much more life-giving than the power of greed. Generosity is breaking those chains of greed in our own lives, and it and people right now, we can ch- change the world. We can say a different narrative to this division through our own generosity. Would you pray with me? God of grace and of hope and of love, you gave that ultimate gift. You give us new life through your son, Jesus Christ. God, help us to recognize that grace and mercy in our life right now. Open our hearts to the ways that you are at work. Remind us of who we are and what you have done that we are your masterpiece called to do good works in the world. You invite us into that. You include us in that work of shining light, igniting change. It's not something that we can do on our own. And God, may that $1 today, may that gift of consistency, of faithfulness, may you multiply its impact in the world today to do something that we can't even imagine. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.